we're about to get right into this thing because I got a word. I just want to let you know that this crazy faith series is doing something beyond the walls of this church. Y'all didn't hear me. I said this crazy faith series is doing something beyond the walls of this church. In three weeks of us doing this series, I need you to hear me. Over 1.1 million people have heard the message of crazy faith. And now, either y'all know the Great Commission or you don't. Go into all the... Now, I can't physically be a good husband and be a father to my children. And, and be able to leave and, and be gone all the time to reach all the people that I can reach. But God has used this thing as technology. And people that are, are in places where it's not even permissible for them to declare they're a Christian. This message is seeping through every hole and getting to their hearts. Y'all, this is what we get to be a part of. Can we give God some praise? think it's about pastor mike but 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 everybody watching online and everybody that's in here this church is not built on one person's gift it's built on the sacrifice of so many and so i just want to say thank you we literally have somebody in this service who have been affected by our ministry and came they serve in the air force i believe and came from guam to be where you at michael where you at where where where, where'd he go help me where he at is he to my right where he at Mike, where you at? You all the way in the back? Whose seat is this right here? Is his? Come in, Mike. Come on up here. You came all the way from Guam. Oh, come on. Let's be excited. Tell him to hurry. Tell him to hurry. Tell him to hurry. You're not hurrying, Mike. Hurry. Put a pep in your step. Come here, man. Come here, man. I don't know what he's going through, but he came here not for information. He came here in desperation. So, Father, we put our hands on Mike right now. Come here, Charles. Come here, Brent. And we pray right now that whatever he came looking for, he's going to find it in you. Father God, we thank you that right now I need y'all to pray. This is our secret song. I thank you that nobody flies two days to get to a place and you don't want to have a transformation happen in our life. I say whatever is dying will live and not die in the name of Jesus. We declare and we believe that you are transforming him from the inside out. And we thank you that today is Michael's day of victory. We believe it as a church and we thank you in advance for it. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody get church to get three points in a poem, but we're into life transformation here.
And that's what the church is all about. And I declare over everybody else who has a situation of desperation right now. Lift your hands over here. That's not exclusive to him. That's for anybody that has it. Father, I thank you that their situation that looks like it's dying, it will live and not die. The marriage will live and not die. Their dreams will live and not die. Father, you're giving us a supernatural impartation of your grace today to be able to walk into situations we left on Friday and walk in with a new perspective on Monday, that we are able to be a difference maker, that maybe you haven't punished us there, but maybe you've sent us there to be something of a difference maker. God, I thank you. Transformation Church believes in crazy faith, and we believe in you. In Jesus' name, let's give God one more shout of praise in this building. I don't know what y'all came to do at this service, but sit down. I got to preach. I love when the Holy Spirit interrupts our plans. Amen. Well, and leave all of this in the recording. I need the world to see what God's doing at a place like this. You hear me? Okay. So we're starting, today we're starting part four of a series we're calling Help Me. Now, y'all been in this series long enough to know we ain't just saying crazy faith. Y'all need to say it like y'all mean it. This is part four of a series we're calling there I am I love it and today I don't got time for no pageantries and no introductions let's go to the Bible Matthew chapter 14 verse 28 um, I, I think one of the things that I'm learning in this series is that faith uh, increases as you keep talking about faith like, like you go from one level to the next level to the next level to the next level so I'm just telling you I don't know how long we're going to be in this series because every time I go to study, God shows me another level of faith. And so today we're going to look at a common story that, that people usually use when they talk about having faith and not having faith. But I'm praying and I'm believing that there will be revelation. And the thing you got to know about revelation is revelation. All that means is revealed truth. So you can literally be sitting there looking at something and it's covered up. But when there's revelation, what ends up happening is the truth that was there all along gets revealed and, and many times we read our bible for information or inspiration but i dare you to start asking god to give you revelation because revelation when you sit down to read the bible you look at the same scripture a thousand other people have looked at and not get nothing but when god breathes on it and you've seen it a hundred times before then you get Revelation and revelation is the thing that causes transformation. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. Until you get a revelation of something, you won't change. Most of us have information that working out is good. You got that information, but until you go to the doctor and they give you a report that says your cholesterol is this high, if you do not, and you're obese, if you do not start eating better, you probably will die in the next ten years. That's a revelation. Like, like, like that takes off the cover off of something I already knew. And revelation leads to transforming. And so what I want you to do is I want you to be transformed. And so in this series, we're going to look at Peter. Now, Peter, I call him a gangster disciple. Because Peter is the one who really lives at the line of like doing everything that God says to do in a right way and like cutting your ear off. You understand what I'm saying? Like Peter's like right there at 51%. Me and Peter, we, we, we kind of seem similar because I, I, I've watched his life and I've seen different things that he's done. And I was like, I identify with Peter. Like when Jesus 
told Peter he was about to be crucified. Like Peter stood up and was like, I tell you the truth, Jesus, that's not going to happen. And then Jesus was like, get behind me, Satan. And I felt rebuke like that before. <laughs> when God told me to do something and I was supposed to do it, he said, Michael, you are a lie. And so Peter, he's one of my favorite characters. In this scenario, we're going to see Peter do something that only two men in history have ever done. Peter is about to walk on water. Now, now you're clapping, but I need you to realize nobody has ever done this before. And, and this is where it's going to take crazy faith. But we really understood through the walking through this series that crazy faith doesn't start at crazy. Crazy faith starts with baby faith. And, and, and there's something that God can do with the faith the size of a mustard seed. And last week, I think a lot of people got free because we started understanding that, that once you go from crazy faith to baby faith, sometimes you progress to a place where it's like maybe faith. Like you got to step beyond fear and step over the line into faith. And you don't have to be 100% sure, 82% sure, 64% sure. As long as you're 51% sure, it's God. That you're not going to live in fear anymore and you're not going to stay in the valley of indecision, but you're going to step over and say, if I think this is God, if I, it smells like him, it sounds like him, it confirms in his word, I'm going to actually go for it. And, and so we found the power of maybe faith. Today, as we talk about Peter, I want to title this message, Wavy Faith. Because sometimes when, when you start walking with God, he's going to ask you to step out of what's comfortable and walk on something that has never held anybody else up. He's going to ask you to be the first person in your family to be able to, 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 to stay married longer than five years. Well, well, I can't do that because nobody in my family's ever done that. And God's saying, come on out a little deeper. I'm calling you to wavy faith. I'm calling you to a place where nobody in your family ever filled out the FAFSA before. But he's called you to not just get into college, but complete it and have the faith to believe that it'll be paid off by the time you get out. Y'all don't believe it. He's calling you into wavy faith. But the problem is most of us live our life in the boat. And so what ends up happening is, this is our life in faith. It's the life that rescued us from the shore. We're saved. We were swimming in sin. Now we have gotten in the boat of Jesus Christ. Now what happens when God says where you're at is no longer suitable for where I want to take you? when the confines of what has kept you safe so far, God says come out of it. Y'all know y'all love oceans. He called me out beyond my borders. Like, like he called me out beyond where and there's only so much I can do inside of this boat when I'm out on water but God's saying that you want me to come into the boat. And I want you to come out of the, this is what your faith looks like. God, meet me where I'm at. God, if you would just come change the job situation in here. God, if you would just bring my husband and set him in the boat. Lord, 
just let my wife fly by on a jet ski. I'll let her in my boat. And God says, sir, you're about to have to come up off the boat and come into deeper waters. And this is where we find Peter. It says, Matthew chapter 14, verse 28. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus replies, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. Now, there's so many things about this that I want to preach, but I just want to draw about four or five little points that will help you if you've been called to live outside of the borders of, your, of, of what's been done, the borders. And some of y'all are just like, well, Pastor Mike, why would we do that? I mean, the boat seems like very logical. (laughs) The boat seems like what is happening. Now, I want to help you because a lot of people won't ever even get into the boat because they have a problem. They can't swim. And most people won't get out in areas that they couldn't save themselves because um, they're, they're not sure what would happen in case of emergency. And there's a lot of black people in here who can't swim. And I want to call you out right now. And Transformation Church is starting a Go Swim fund that's going to happen next summer. And we're going to rebuke that demon of being on the seashore in the name of Jesus. White people are like, what? <laughs> we'll tell you the only things you learn at Transformation Church. Uh, so, so, What I'm saying is, but people who can't swim won't even get in the boat. People who don't know how they're going to save themselves won't try to start the business. People who don't know how the relationship is going to end and don't have two or three backup plans named Becky, Alicia, and Rachel, they won't even get in the boat of relationship. Oh, I'm in your business. You won't even get in the boat of relationship without having a safety plan for yourself. And God's saying to everybody in this place, he says, I'm not just calling you to get in the boat. I'm calling you into the deep. Like, I'm not saying to let's take this and let's just swim around the kitty in. This did not happen in a small body of water. This was not in a pond. This was in expansive amounts of water because God is saying to all of us, if you want to live your Christianity inside of the boat, just have faith for salvation. But I'm going to ask you to not just stay and do what you've seen done, but I'm going to come to you. I feel the presence of God in this place. I'm going to come to you specifically and I'm going to ask you, get out of the boat. And this takes wavy faith to be able to look at a situation and say, um, you want me to write down that Transformation Church will be the Spirit Bank of Vincent? to tell somebody that the Spirit Bank Event Center will be Transformation Church? That don't look solid. That doesn't that doesn't that doesn't feel like it would hold me up. 
But when you have wavy faith, write down my first point. You have to believe. Wavy faith believes I am the exception. Oh, I'm about to preach this point. See, when, when God's calling you deeper and you've never seen it done before, that means God wants to do it for the first time through you. And most people don't believe that because you are limited by what you've seen in others. So if it didn't happen for them, then it can't happen for me. But as I read through the Bible over and over and over and over, I have to conclude that we serve a God of exceptions. Like like literally over and over in the Bible, God doesn't do certain things for 100 people, for 20 people, 10 people, even three people. But there are times in the Bible that God does something something so supernatural, so wavy, so beyond anything anybody could imagine that they were the exception to the rule. What Peter is about to do is break two laws of the universe. He's literally about to break the law of gravity and the law of buoyancy. The the law of gravity says that as soon as he steps off that boat, he should fall into the water. And buoyancy says that he weighs too much for the water to hold him up. And so he should stay in the boat because it was designed to hold people up. But if he walked out there, he would automatically sink. And Peter is the exception. I need somebody to say in faith, I am the exception. You don't even believe it. Say it one more time. Let, let, me, let me help you understand what the, this paradigm of, of, of exception means. Write this down. What happens with them does not dictate and determine what happens with me. Some of y'all need to write that down, tattoo it on your forehead. What happens to them does not dictate and determine what happens with me. That means previous patterns are not an accurate indicator for future possibilities in my life. Like all these patterns that you've seen other people do, that don't mean it got to happen to me. That doesn't mean that that's the the, the cure for my thing. And some of y'all are like, well, Pastor Mike, isn't that prideful? The thing you got to realize is this is not a declaration of superiority. I'm not better than you, but it's a declaration of distinction. (laughs) I'm not better than you, but I am different than you. There is no way as a believer I should go through the same trial and come out with the same anger, the same loss, the same pain. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all want to be normal. But I'm telling you, God says if you would ever tap into wavy faith, this thing that says I've called you to be different, I may go through the same situation, but I'm coming out different because I am the exception. Somebody just say it one more time. I am. I'm going to say it until you believe it, because some of you are sitting here right now and be like, why me? Why would God do that for me? Why would this happen for me? Why not you? Why wouldn't God do it for you? If only one person can have it, why doesn't he do it for you? I'm going to have to work too hard in the 11 o'clock service. Do y'all know that out of all the adjectives that God uses to describe his children, normal is not one of them. I mean, he goes through great lengths to talk about we're chosen, we're, we're royalty, that we're, we're kings, like all of this language. And he never says average, normal, 
and you're so excited about living a normal life. It's the weekend. What? I work in purpose. So every day that I do what I do, I'm working up and walking in the faith that God. See, y'all want to live normal life. You just want to have a vacation and a 401k plan. God says, get out of the boat. But we're so comfortable in the boat. And what will people say if we get out the boat? They'll probably say you're crazy. But ain't this series called what? Crazy. Oh, okay, okay. I was just making sure. Because we don't talk about anybody who's average. The stories that we're telling weren't. There was a guy one day that was walking down the beach and looking at all the miracles happening. was a woman that was bleeding but she didn't want to get out of her house that day so she didn't touch the hem of the garment we don't ever talk about people who stay safe in the boat we talk about people who believe you know what he don't have to but if he gonna do it for somebody <laughs> he don't gotta heal everybody's family but if he gonna oh come on he don't have to pay off everybody's student loans. But if, ah, he don't have to heal everybody. But if you're going to do it, can I get about 500 exceptions to give God a shout of praise? They pushing me, Charles. That's how I felt coming to be this pastor of this church. I had no qualifications to stand here before anybody. When we, had, when we had one service, not even full, I had to believe on wavy faith that I was the exception. Without seminary, without a team who was experienced, without a financial background, I said, God, you may not be able to do this for anybody else, but my faith believes that I am the exception. Somebody's got to believe God at a whole nother level. There's always an exception. Why not you? Why not me? Why not this church? Why can't we live on crazy faith that's out here in the waves where there's nothing to hold on to to save us except God? You call me out here, I'm going to stand out here. You call me out here, I'm going to make it out here. You call me to be the pastor of this church and you're going to give us a $20 million project in another day. You call me out here. This is why you have to be very careful that you don't call yourself nowhere. Please, please don't say it was God. And it wasn't because he only pays bills where he ordered. Do you understand what I, uh, The steps of a good man are. So when he orders it, he pays for it. If Y'all get that tomorrow. When you walk in wavy faith. Somebody just say it again. I am the exception. I have to believe this because Daniel, um, Daniel went into a lion's den and, and came out the next day not eating. Um, people usually don't do that. So in Daniel's case, God made an exception. People don't go in fiery furnaces with their homeboys and come out not smelling like what they've been through. But with the three Hebrew boys, God made an exception. Women in their 90s, they don't have babies. But Sarah, ah! 
She had a baby and God made an exception to let everybody know that even when you think the season is over, God can make you give birth to something that nobody else even thinks is possible. Red seas don't part themselves. But when Moses put a stick up and said, this is what God has called me to do, those seeds parted and God made an exception. Walls don't fall down by themselves when you walk around in shock. But with Joshua, God made an exception. Teenagers don't pick up rocks and go to face giants. But in David's case, God made an exception. A church that's led by a black pastor does not build a multi-ethnic church in the north side of Tulsa. But with Transformation Church, God made and y'all better. You can sit here and live your life in the boat or you can believe that when I step out in wavy faith, God can make me the exception. Dead men. Don't go in a tomb for three days. And pop back out on the third day like, bow, unless God made, he made an exception. And somebody needs to believe, I am the exception. Give God praise right there. Yo, I got a new attitude. God don't have to do it for you. As long as he does it for me. Like, and some people are sitting and they're like, wow, that's awesome, Pastor Mike. But if you were honest, if we got down in a counseling session one-on-one, you can't change your wife. And your marriage is on the brink of divorce. And all your family members say, give up. You have a time to start over and you can do another one. You're young enough, but you know what God said about y'all's marriage. And you can sit in this service and gather up the wavy faith because you know there's going to be turbulence. You know there's going to be highs and lows. You you understand the reason why they're called waves is because it's not steel. It's something that can go up and down. And and we're going to have to go through this journey. But I'm declaring to you today that if every other marriage failed, if every other thing split up the kids, God, with your faith, he can make an exception. 